Oh my God, guys, I'm so happy, so excited to have this amazing doctor. Um, you guys are in for a treat. He's hilarious on TikTok. He's a board certified dermatologist, guys. So he's like, he's actually a, instead of the YouTube beauty gurus, you should listen to Dr. Dustin Portella, okay? Um, so very excited to have an awesome TikTok skincare doctor in the house stuff um you get to know more about the most important organ of your body today so welcome dustin how are you doing hey, i'm doing great thanks for having me on awesome good to have you here so what's your funniest skincare joke or like funniest situation that's ever happened in your office um the it's not so much a joke but it's like me being committed to a dad joke is i really am dying to get a tattoo of avogadro's number on my body i don't know if you're familiar with avogadro's number I feel like if I paid attention in pre-cap, I would know now, but I have no idea. It sounds familiar, but I have no idea. So it's a chemistry um, thing, and it's like the number of molecules that make up one mole of a substance. And so I want people uh, to see that tattoo, and I want them to ask me, what is that? And I want to say, it's a mole. Ah, uh, okay. That's hilarious. I love it. Are so, you going to? Yeah. All right. So maybe someday I'll get that done. <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. So, yeah, that is actually really funny. I love this. Man, I feel like I'm not smart enough to get these jokes. I feel like I'm too dumb for this. Maybe one of our listeners will be, will be on your level. So, um, how did you get started on TikTok? I downloaded TikTok like forever ago, and it sounds cliche, but I downloaded it after, you know, reading Gary V. Yeah, that's and, what uh, um, the other plastic surgeon told me too. Okay. Yeah, and so yeah. I... I kept getting all these alerts all the time. It was like somebody posted a video and I'm like, I literally don't care. I don't know why <laughs> I haven't deleted this app. And then um, something popped up again and it was Gary Vee. And, and he's like, you can have zero followers and get a million views. And I'm like, yeah. whatever, um, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> um, And so I didn't really know what kind of content you're supposed to put out there. So I put a lot yeah. of stuff out and I was like, mm -hmm. this definitely isn't it. Mm -hmm. And then just randomly, I grabbed my staff and I'm like, hey, I got a funny idea. Let's try this. And it got now almost 2 million views. That was the first I love it. took off. And mm -hmm. so, and it's just been fun. I feel like medical school and residency kind of pounds your personality out of you because mm -hmm. you just have to yeah. stick your head down and get through it. And TikTok has kind of put me outside of my comfort zone and like helped mm -hmm. me blossom again. So it's been kind of fun to get out of my comfort zone. I love it because you're hilarious to me. Like I watch your TikTok and it's awesome. So, and, and I totally resonate with you about like medical school. Cause okay. Whenever I go out to bars and then I meet like a younger doctor, they're so wild because they've just been like in prison for so long, basically. Yeah. And they want to do all this stuff. And it's like, Oh my God, I, you guys are too crazy for me, but I get it. Uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see all the medical professionals on TikTok. So um, you're a dermatologist, which means you've kind of made the holy grail of uh, doctors because everyone else I know, I, I just want to know, how did you sabotage everyone else in your class to be in the best medical specialty besides dentistry? How did you do it? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just feel like I hit the lottery to get into dermatology. Mm -hmm. And yeah. mm -hmm. I had some, a good group of friends that I studied with. And, and interestingly, mm -hmm. none of us were really interested in the same specialty. Oh, that's and, good. Um, yeah. I had a few other people in my class that were interested in dermatology, but nobody really decided to go for it other than me. And I, I think I was the only one that matched. So um, I didn't really have to sabotage anybody else because nobody else was trying to do it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, how did you choose uh, your specialty? How did you decide on it? 
you know, I went to medical school. I thought that I would be an emergency doctor because um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. just I like the fast pace and I really mm-hmm. like doing the procedures and mm-hmm. you do a ton of procedures in emergency medicine. Mm-hmm. But after shadowing a dermatologist, I saw that they did quite a bit of hands-on type stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really liked it, but I knew it was pretty hard to get into. And when mm-hmm. I got close to my fourth year of med school, this mm-hmm. is what I tell everybody is that like 30 year old me and 50 year old me sat down and had a conversation about what mm-hmm. we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. 50 year old me wanted to be a dermatologist and 30 year old yeah. me didn't mind nights and weekends, but 50 year old me ended up winning. That makes sense. You look amazing for a 50 year old, by the way. <laughs> what, what the heck did you hey, do? Sunscreen um, every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what annoys you about, uh, what patients do with their skin or what, what they end up coming to you with? Um, and, you know, we do a lot of biopsies and surgeries and stuff. And we tell mm-hmm. every single patient generally, like, don't use Neosporin. Don't use triple oh. antibiotic ointment. Well, what? Um, yeah. huh. Most people are going to do fine with it. But mm-hmm. a lot of people end up becoming allergic to it when they use it for a uh-huh. long time, like a couple mm-hmm. weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And so, but the number of patients that just use Neosporin. And then they're like, Oh, I didn't know you should have told me that. I'm like, we literally told you that 10 times. <laughs> I love it. Um, maybe they have Alzheimer's too. Who knows? Um, so what are some myths about skincare that you would like to bust? Um, I've got to come back to like sunscreen because there's so much misinformation about sunscreen and people are so concerned about the ingredients. Is it going to cause cancer? Is it going to give you skin cancer? Isn't it toxic? Mm-hmm. And it's like, these things have been on the market for 40 years and there's mm-hmm. probably still more that we need to learn about them. But mm-hmm. just, I spend every day treating people with skin cancer who never wore sunscreen. And so yeah. I know that, I mean, if, if people will just like exercise common sense, mm-hmm. you know, protection from the sun with sunscreen or, you know, wide brimmed hats and stuff like that. So just, that's the biggest myth is that sunscreen isn't safe because it, you know, that's the reason I have a job is because people avoided sunscreen. Mm-hmm, I see. So what is your brand of recommended sunscreen? Um, on, so I use a brand called Elta MD on my face every day. Um, it's um, it's, it's kind of harder to get. It's only sold through doctor's offices. Oh, man. Um, and okay. they, there are some authorized retailers online, but I, don't, I can't recall their um, websites off the top of my head. But there's like counterfeit product and stuff too. So you got to make sure you're getting it from a legit source, but it just, it, it's really lightweight. Cause especially like as a guy, guys mm-hmm. don't like greasy or, you know, lotions that smell. Right. And so it just kind of melts away and you can't even tell it's on there. Can we buy it through you? No, I don't. So I, I can't even sell it online. I wish I could. Oh, really? It sounds like I was Wait, setting is it, up for that. How do you spell that. it? How do you spell it? Uh, E-L-T-A, Elta, and then M-D, like doctor. They need to give you um, an affiliate link or something. They should, <laughs> but yeah, they don't do that yet. That's weird. Uh, but that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to check that out. Awesome. So like, what is it like going through school for you? What was it like? So med school and stuff, like my perspective is that it just takes a lot of time. Like you're studying mm-hmm. from, you know, <laughs> the morning until late in the evening and I didn't find that the course material was that much harder than the stuff that I was doing in undergrad. It's just that you were doing so much of it at one time. Mm -hmm. You just had to put in the time. And I I really felt like most people, if they were willing to put in the time, could do it. Mm -hmm. 
I don't feel like I'm particularly smart or brilliant, but I just learned how to work hard and, and mm-hmm. fortunately found a study routine that worked well for me so that I did well in school and on my board scores. I love it. So what was your study routine? Uh, I had a group, like I, I mentioned, that I studied with, and mm-hmm. we would carpool to school every day. Wow. We would go through the courses, and we would have class usually until like lunchtime or 2 mm-hmm. o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then we would camp out in the library and mm-hmm. either study as a group or individually, depending on what we needed to go through. Mm-hmm. And we would do that for you know, maybe three or four hours and we'd all go home for dinner time. I'd eat and then I'd spend another two or three hours studying before I went to bed. Um, but I always blocked out Friday to try to do something for myself or with my family mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. I didn't have to lose my mind totally. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but it just was pretty regimented and every day was about, about like that. That's awesome. Like, how did you find your group of people? Like, was it just organically or did you guys just click or like, how did you find your group? Yeah, it was kind of organic. Um, the very beginning of the first year of med school, there was just a, like a get together and we kind of found out who lived by each other oh, and it just smart. made sense. Like, Oh, we live close together. So why don't we mm-hmm. just start carpooling mm-hmm. and we'd each take turns driving and mm-hmm. um, just, by, you know, good fortune of being located close to each other. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's really genius. I feel like a lot of, because I've dealt with med school people and a lot, pre-meds, um, and a lot of them are super antisocial. So the fact that you, you formulate a group, awesome. Um, so what's it like being like a skincare doctor now? Uh, nowadays, like any specialty, we deal with a lot more regulation, uh, a lot more paperwork, in order to keep insurance companies happy and in order to keep, you know, the government happy. And I definitely get that there's a lot of value to that. And Mm -hmm. it is one of the things that contributes to a lot of burnout in medicine though, Mm -hmm. um, is all the regulatory burdens. And um, so we do face a lot of that, but I feel Mm -hmm. like in dermatology, we get to see the happiest patients and that Mm -hmm. makes my day a lot brighter. Um, And that was my mentor that helped me get into dermatology he kind of advised me and I asked him why he wanted to be a dermatologist. And he's like, well, I've never, I've never met an unhappy dermatologist Mm. and our patients are generally pretty happy. You know, if you're an ER doctor, most of your patients aren't very happy to see you. Uh, (laughs) They didn't plan on seeing you that day. In dermatology, we have good patients. And uh, so it's a, it's a privilege to take care of them. And, And regardless of the regulations or the, you know, insurance you know companies Mm -hmm. patients really make it fun every day that's awesome so like what was your most proud moment as a dermatologist um i have to say this coincidentally just happened today is that um i i've got kids and for the Mm -hmm. first time one of my kids got their head split open and rather than have them go to the emergency room, I got to put stitches in my own kid. And it was, oh my God. I just are thought you, it was really okay? cool to, oh yeah, they're, they're doing great, <laughs> fortunately. Um, but I was really, really pleased to have that skill set. And that, you know, just kind of made my day that I could be the one there to comfort her. And I didn't feel hopeless yeah. or helpless. Um, yeah. Made me, you know, grateful for that. That's amazing. That's an awesome dad and doctor moment. Doctor dad moment. That's awesome. Um, so she's doing good. Okay. That's awesome. 
because when you said somebody's head split open, I got scared. But yeah, okay. it was yeah, a, like, it was a pretty good one. But kids, <laughs> what happened? Resilient. What happened here? She was playing with some friends, and a toy fell off of a shelf, and it was a, uh-huh. like a pretty big toy, and uh, hit her right above the eyebrow. Oh man! Um, but Gretchen, no, you're a doctor, Dad. So that's awesome. Uh, so uh, what's a day in the life like for you now? Um, so I'm a business owner too. So that probably requires a little bit more time for me than, than yeah. maybe an average employed dermatologist. But I work and see patients usually from about eight in the morning till five mm-hmm. in the afternoon, mm-hmm. primarily do surgeries on Monday. And then on all the other days of the week, um, I'll see patients with all different kinds of problems with their skin, hair and nails. And then we'll mix mm-hmm. in some surgeries too, um, just mm-hmm. so that I'm not doing the same thing all day, every day. Mm-hmm. But I'll see patients with acne and warts and psoriasis and eczema, all sorts of different problems, hair loss. And we'll do that, you know, four, four days a week. Mm-hmm. And then surgeries on Monday. That's awesome. That's such a chill life. And you get to like be with your kids. So like, how do you balance your family and your practice? So this probably, you know, the toughest part is because I'm trying to manage the business too. And so we have times blocked out every year when my kids are on spring break or fall break and we plan out vacations that we can go on. And then when they're not in school, like in the summertime, I don't work Fridays and uh, that way I can spend more time with them. Most of the time I try to get all my notes signed, all the patient phone calls made and get home in time for dinner and play with Mm -hmm. them in the evening. So Awesome. That's perfect. So how did you meet your wife? My wife and I met in undergrad. Um, so I was kind of that antisocial pre-med a little bit. And, <laughs> but I like to try to be a little social. So I would go to the library and I'd go to like the social area where everybody pretended to study, but just talk. There's a and, social area in the library? What? And then like there's the area <laughs> where you go to study for real. So I would go and like walk around the second floor and then I'd say hi to my friends and then I'd go up to the third floor and study for the MCAT. Mm-hmm. And I was walking around the second floor and this girl caught my eye. Mm-hmm. And so I um, noticed that she was there two or three days in a row and I'd go to say hi to mm-hmm. my friends. So all of a sudden I started studying on the second floor mm-hmm. and until I saw somebody that knew my wife that I knew and I went and introduced mm-hmm. myself and kind of mm-hmm. the rest is history. Wow, that's amazing. That's so romantic and cute. That's like the classic doctor love story. That's awesome. Congrats. Um, so, uh, okay, so now uh, back to me, because that's what I did this absolutely, before. Absolutely. So how can I marry an old, fat, ugly, and pretty much dying dermatologist for money? So I've got the formula for you. Okay, I'm, I'm so- excited. The biggest, the biggest thing going on right now in dermatology is that these private equity backed groups are mm-hmm. buying up practices from old retiring dermatologists. Oh, okay. And so they're, they're targeting the people who are near retirement and they're offering mm-hmm. them a lot of money for their practice. Oh, okay. So you've got to, you got to find their list as to who they're going after oh. or insert yourself in the negotiations that, you know, they're going to get a lot of money for the practice, but they can mm-hmm. also start to date you in the process. Okay. And then, you know, like- they, they got a lot mm-hmm. of money for their practice. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you've just got to use c- kind of the insider baseball stuff to figure out who's getting bought up. I love this. Thank you so much. I think uh, you're invited to my wedding. If I do, <laughs> for sure. thank you. All right. So, um, okay. So in your opinion, what's a best skincare routine? Is it the Korean routine where you do like 
70,000 steps? Is it the Japanese one when you do one thing? Like what is, what is actually your skincare routine or what you recommend for your patients? So I, like I try to keep it pretty simple for people and I know that it can get expensive when you start buying all the lotions and potions and creams. Mm-hmm. And the way that I explain it to patients is that if you're not doing a sunscreen every day, you're wasting your money on everything else. That's the number one anti-aging secret is that if you prevent your skin from being damaged by ultraviolet Mm -hmm. light, you're going to avoid wrinkles, you're going to avoid brown Mm -hmm. spots, you're going to avoid so many things that we buy creams for to try to fix. So sunscreen every morning. And then if you're going to do a second thing, I would do a retinol or a retinoid medication at nighttime. What's a retinoid medication? So that's like um, Retin-A Micro or Differin. You can get over the counter. And a lot of companies like Rock or even Neutrogena make a retinol, which is the non-prescription version. Mm -hmm. And those will just help um, to prevent fine lines and wrinkles. They can help with pigmentation, but they help the skin mature more naturally and stay more youthful. Mm -hmm. And so that's the number two thing that I recommend for everybody. If they're doing a sunscreen in the morning, do a retinoid at night. Um, Mm -hmm. And the stronger ones are available by prescription. And then the third thing is a vitamin C serum or an antioxidant serum Mm -hmm. that you put on in the morning time before you put on sunscreen. Mm -hmm. And those are the top three things. You'll get the most bang for your buck out of that. And then Mm -hmm. you can start to spend a lot more money on eye creams or you know, neck creams and different things. But the Mm -hmm. first three are going to get you 90% of where you need to be on your skincare routine. Wow. Awesome. This is amazing. Like this is not what I expected, but I'm going to go buy some new stuff today. Uh, I really appreciate that. That's awesome. So, um, okay. Um, Any thoughts on like moisturizer? Do you feel like that's important? And like all the uh, serums and stuff? If you feel like your skin's dry, um, and sometimes the retinol medications will cause some irritation. So I do recommend a moisturizer and you can do really good with like CeraVe or Cetaphil and those are over the counter, get their dedicated facial moisturizer and that'll do a lot of, a lot of good for you. Awesome. I love that. So, okay. So let's move on to the more crazy parts of this interview. Um, so who, do you think is the funniest person besides us? Who's like the third person in the universe? Well, clearly, clearly you've got that right. So um, I, <laughs> I just went to Jerry Seinfeld this last week and it was phenomenal. Oh my God. You saw him? Yeah. I, I went oh, and saw what? him, saw him what? live. And uh, oh. it was the best comedy show that I've, been, that I've ever been to. He was just wow. amazing. Wait, so how was he in person? Like, did, did he come to your state? Yeah, he came, he came here to my state, uh, Boise. And if you watch his show, you know, the show Seinfeld, every Mm -hmm. episode opens with him doing stand up, and he's just kind of standing there and he's, Mm -hmm. you know, just telling jokes and, but in person, he's way more animated and all over the Mm -hmm. stage. And um, he had new content that I'd never heard. And Mm -hmm. so I think it was just that he was so much more animated than I anticipated that he was going to be. Mm-hmm. that uh, it really kind of caught me off guard and I was pleasantly surprised. That's awesome. I'm super jealous Like, because I feel like he doesn't even want to come to California because he said he doesn't want to do colleges anymore because of all like the butthurt snowflakes. But <laughs> um, I guess he's, yeah, boy, I think 
yeah, your state has pretty solid people. I love that. Okay. So um, do you have any advice for people going to dermatology? Like what should they be aware of? What should they be ready for? So it's still really hard to get in. And I feel like I just hit the lottery to be able to get in Um, more and more. The dermatology residency programs are placing an emphasis on having a lot of research before you Mm -hmm. apply. And so if Mm -hmm. you can publish papers with, um, you know, especially papers that are relevant to the field of dermatology. Mm -hmm. So if you can be involved in research that is uh, developing new drugs or research Mm -hmm. that kind of outlines how to better treat patients with certain conditions, um, those types of things are becoming increasingly important. Um, and more mm-hmm. and more applicants are even coming there with master's degrees in science and, and even PhDs um, mm-hmm. in order to make them more competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then volunteer work is, you know, always been important and it's continuing to be important. If you can be diversified by doing volunteer work, you know, in or out of the field of dermatology, that shows that you have a passion for something that Mm -hmm. is, you know, outside of what you're going to be doing every single day, that you have some personality and some commitments to other things. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, So what surprised you about being in this field? Um, Yeah, that's a kind of a tough one. Um, Probably the, uh, the number of people that are experts when it comes to uh, you know, being, a, you know, like skincare guru, like you mentioned at mm-hmm. the beginning, but the number of people that will criticize when you say anything about skin, you know, skincare online, everybody's got mm-hmm. their own opinion and everybody's a little different. And sometimes mm-hmm. things work differently for different people, but mm-hmm. there's kind of some universal things like wear sunscreen. It's not toxic. You know, mm-hmm. you uh, <laughs> should, Mm-hmm. you don't have to exfoliate every day, but everybody um, wants to be a skincare expert and they want to sell their multi-level marketing thing. And um, so that's just kind of always surprising to me is the number of people that will look at somebody who's a dermatologist and has done 12 years of education to get there and then feel like they don't know anything, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not that big of a problem in the day to day, but more something that you encounter in the online world. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, um, so what are what is next for you? Like, what are your next projects? What are you working on? Uh, we just opened our second location here in the Woo-hoo! in the valley, so that was kind of a big thing, and uh, it's an undertaking. So I don't know if we'll end up with another one past that, but mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at investing in like a skincare company mm-hmm. and just kind of diversifying, you know, what I do, but keeping it all kind of relevant to dermatology. So I'd like to grow my practice um, and really fill up the two offices and then kind of see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So um, how can we stalk you online? Where is your practice? Like how can we continue the conversation with you if we're interested? So I practice in Boise, Idaho, and it is just a phenomenal place to live. Um, I am online pretty much all the social media locations at 208 skin doc. And coincidentally, that is the phone number for the clinic. Nice. And so um, TikTok, Instagram, I'm probably most responsive on Instagram to messages, um, Facebook, but um, 208 Skin Doc is my handle on all of those places. That's awesome. So thank you so much for this super informative interview. I feel like everybody needs to listen to this because uh, they need to take care of their skin. Um, so thank you so much. It's been one of my favorite and most educational interviews. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Awesome.